Confluent Cloud is gaining features at a pretty rapid pace. And if you want to know what's going on with your favorite fully managed Kafka service, you'll need some updates. Today, cloud engineer Magesh Nandukumar joins us to tell us what's up with hosted Kafka Connect. It's all on today's episode of Streaming Audio, a podcast about Kafka, Confluent, and the cloud. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Streaming Audio. I am, as ever, your host, Tim Berglund, and I am joined in the virtual studio by my coworker, Magesh Nandakumar. Magesh, welcome to Streaming Audio. Hey, Tim. It's my pleasure to be on the show again. Um, now, yes, I should say welcome back to Streaming Audio. Remind us, what is it that you do here, in case anybody's listening for the first time? Give us kind of a little, little bit of your background, what you do, how you came to do it. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been working with Confluent Engineering for about two and a half years now. I started off working with Schema Registry, REST Proxy, uh, did a little bit of security plugins for all of this. And then I started working on connectors. And then I did Schema Registry in cloud and then the connectors in cloud. Um, so those are some of the stuff that I've been working on. This is on a very, very high level. Obviously, I can get into details of all of this. <laughs> uh, each one is a like rabbit hole by itself. <laughs> Certainly, certainly. What did you do before Confluent? Yeah. So before Confluent, I was at uh, Visa. Uh, I was working on their uh, digital products, and I was working on a fraud detection team. And as part of some of our re-architectures, we started using Kafka. Uh, that was our obvious choice, obviously, because we got to do uh, fraud detection, uh, which is a great use case uh, for Kafka and stream processing. And uh, I started learning a lot about Kafka stream processing. And uh, through the course, I started learning about Confluent as well. And uh, I fell in love with the product, uh, the vision of the founders. And I was like, OK, if I want to do something uh, better in my career, I very well go do what Confluent does. And then I applied, got in here. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. That's right. Um, Cool. And you said you have been working on Connect recently? Yeah, I've been working on a lot of Connect-related stuff for about a year and a half now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, we'll put up a link in the show notes to an episode that covers just what Connect is by itself. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So like, if you don't know what Connect is, we'll refer you to an episode. We've got a number of episodes kind of over the summer of 2019 where we, we covered Connect pretty well. So mm -hmm. we'll get that back in front of you. Um, but just kind of, so, you know, pause now, go listen to those, get refreshed on what connect is, or if you know what connect is, tell us Magesh, what you've been up to. Cool. Um, so I started off, uh, uh, starting with a lot of connectors that we already had in the array, like, and then, uh, uh, we did a bunch of stuff there. Uh, we did some stuff with our back and all of that. And then. I started working on the most exciting thing that I've ever done. Well, uh, before, getting... you say, before you tell me that, I want to I want to keep everybody in suspense. You said RBAC real quick. What's RBAC? Um, so uh, there was this thing called role-based access control uh, that we wanted to implement for Confluent platform uh, across all our products. Um, so I did the initial discovery phase for it with uh, Connect and then uh, uh, worked with a product management team here to... Uh, um, come up with like the set of things and how it should look like for connect schema registry um, 
And yeah, so we have it out there in uh, CP 5.4 as a preview. Um, yeah, it's a great feature out there. It's I, I think it's going to be a pretty useful feature for everyone out there. Awesome. Then I interrupted you, right? And you're starting to say that you started working on the most exciting thing, and that is? Getting connectors on cloud. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep, yep. Um, so it was a really exciting thing. Uh, we started off very small. Uh, we wanted to do just a S3 sync connector uh, in cloud, and uh, that was our first project. And while doing so, uh, we had to build a lot of control plane stuff to get this in order. And we also wanted to do this with the best experience possible, uh, just so that it's super easy for users to come in, configure their connector, and get going. Um, so uh, connect itself is like super easy, generally, uh, just because like uh, all you do is like uh, uh, declaratively get something up and running. Uh, when you can do something declaratively, then uh, there's nothing better than that. Uh, but connectors in cloud is much more simpler because you don't have to really manage any physical clusters of any sorts. All you think about is just the connectors and what it means declaratively uh, to get them up and running. Right. And it's kind of funny when you know when you look at what Connect does relative to uh, not having connect, you know, it's a data integration framework and mm -hmm. you download a connector from the internet or buy one if it's commercial and you throw a little piece of JSON at it, it goes and pumps data from some external source into a topic or out from a topic to some external source. Mm -hmm. Like it's so much better than writing all that code yourself. Oh yeah. But then once, once we're in the world of the cloud, we're like, oh man, I have to run that cluster and I have to, you know, figure out what were the the, what the name of the thing is, where the configuration goes, and I have to go install connectors. It's like we're, um, you know, we're, we're into complaining mode, and I feel it. I really feel it because mm -hmm. yep. having that just as a checkbox in a cloud UI is so much better. So, where and by the way, everybody, we're recording this in early November of 2019. It will release some weeks after that, sometime in in the remainder of the year. Um, and so we're going to talk about what's in cloud right now. And, and when you're listening to this, whenever that is, that could be different. It's, there's probably going to be more available in cloud. Oh, yeah. But tell us, Magesh, as of right now, mm -hmm. um, what, what is Connect's footprint in Confluent Cloud? All right, cool. Um, so on a very broad level, uh, Confluent Cloud is available in all the three major cloud providers, AWS, Google Cloud, and then Azure. Um, so when it comes to connect, we started off with S3 sync connector, which helps you obviously move data from uh, Kafka into an S3 bucket. Uh, that was our first ever connector. We launched it as a preview connector, and then it has already graduated into a production available connector. And uh, we also have two other connectors in uh, Google Cloud and Azure. Um, so in Google Cloud, we do have a GCS sync connector, uh, which is very similar to S3. And then for Azure, uh, we just enabled it a couple of days ago, uh, literally, <laughs> uh, Azure Blob Sync Connector. Uh, it's also in preview. Okay, so that's basically S3 Sync, Google Cloud Storage Sync, Azure Blob Sync. So the, the object stores of the three supported cloud providers yep. 
those are there and and generally available and anybody can sign up and use them and they just work? Uh, S3 Sync is uh, generally available. Uh, the other two are in preview today, but anyone can preview. come in like, yep. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some more preview stuff. Like I know that'll come up. So if a feature is in preview in cloud, how do I get access to it? Uh, so right now, uh, if you're a Confluent cloud user, uh, you get like open access. It's a public preview. Uh, if you're an enterprise customer, you work with a sales uh, team to like get it enabled. But uh, in a few weeks from now, like it's going to be public preview for everyone. Uh, it comes with some limitations. There are limitations about number of resources or connectors that you could create. Uh, but yeah, it's a preview. Cool. And so by the time you're listening to this, those if they are just generally available and they don't say anything about preview, then that's why because cloud is a rapidly evolving product. And it's this is always a challenge. Anytime we're talking about a specific Confluent Cloud feature, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a certain publication lag. There's a, a schedule of these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about them on one week and then two weeks later, oh, well, that's different. There's even more stuff available, but okay. it's bad. It's, yep. it's, it's the right kind of problem to have, you know, yep. we're not taking yep. features away. So how do they differ? Uh, if, if suppose I have experience with any of those connectors uh, in the on-prem version of Connect? Mm -hmm. How do the cloud versions differ? Okay, so the biggest difference is uh, the kind of configurations that we expose. Uh, for example, if you look at uh, on-prem S3 sync connector, there's like tons of configuration options. Uh, if you look at a partitioning strategy, you have like so many options available out there to do, to do that. Whereas when it comes to cloud, uh, we think uh, there's a right way to do this, uh, and uh, we just expose those configurations to you uh, that are super critical to get it up and running. Uh, for example, uh, for an S3 sync connector, uh, it's super important that everyone gets UOS guarantees. And for you to have UOS, uh, it works only with certain partitioning strategy. But as a user, why do you even have to think about all that? Like. Uh, we will make that the default partitioning strategy. We will give you some knobs uh, to figure out like whether you want daily partitioning or hardly partitioning. Uh, and that's all you have to worry about. You don't really have to worry about how do I partition? What do I partition on? We by default partition on the record time. That means uh, you don't even have late arriving records. These are some of the experience that we have seen with some of the customers. Um, they sometimes have late arriving records and they go out in different partitions than what they expect. Uh, so we are trying to keep it simple. Like this is the most straightforward way to sync data into S3 sync and this is the right way to do it. So in other words, you make the configuration slightly opinionated. Yep. Um, and the benefit you get out of that is that they're simpler to configure. Yep. It's simpler to configure. It's simpler to understand. You don't have to understand 50 different configurations. <laughs> right, right. That's uh, That makes a lot of sense. Because uh, honestly, some connector configuration is uh, onerous. And it's nice. It's the kind of stuff that you know you see in a mature product where there's the six configuration fields you probably are usually going to use. And then there's another 30 that you know somebody asked for each one of those at some point. Yep. And, and you know, two people are using each of them. You know, and that... that um, is typical, and it's nice that we've kind of reset that for the, the cloud versions. Do you see, and I, I totally don't want a rabbit trail on configuration here. It's not the most interesting thing to talk about, but I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. Is it your guess that uh, cloud connector configurations will also 
tend to sort of grow some frills over time? Uh, it could a little bit uh, because like, I, I don't think we can get the opinion right the first time. Uh, we have already uh, like made some uh, improvements uh, to the configuration based on user feedback. Uh, that's the most important thing in my uh, thing. There, there'll be a few things that we don't want to change, and there'll be a few things that we would want to like expose. Uh, one good example that I could give is like initially we didn't expose the flush size, but it had a huge impact on the file size and the blob storage. Uh, so we were like, okay, uh, we will have a minimum flush size, which will guarantee you certain kind of throughput, but we will also let you increase that from there uh, just so that uh, you can get bigger files if you need it. Um, so we did make that adjustment and expose flush size, but we had a, a validation around it uh, with a minimum uh, value that gives us certain amount of throughput. And uh, there have also been uh, other cases where uh, uh, users wanted some internal uh, uh, some settings like uh, localization and uh, internationalization. Uh, so those are good settings to expose because like uh, if you are out there in Europe and if you want uh, your partition names to be in like French, you obviously want that locale to be enabled. Uh, so I think those are good configs to expose. Uh, but anything that uh, drastically changes the behavior of your connector, those are the ones that we want to be super careful about. Sure, because it's difficult for the user, and it's difficult to manage the uh, you know to manage the running of the connector. Yes, if you're getting yes. uh, you know large swings in how the thing behaves. Yeah, the most important thing is like you want a deterministic behavior of the connector, uh, whatever be the scenario. Uh, like right, right. What? So you're an engineer working uh, on Connect. What's hard? about moving connect to the cloud. Is it those weird configuration parameters? What what are the other, what kind of interesting stories can you tell about uh, the process of, of moving it to the cloud? Uh, so uh, there's a lot of uh, minute details when it comes to moving into the cloud, right? Like one of the things that we wanted to make it simpler for the users is like users should not really uh, um, care where the connectors are running. Uh, to them, it's just a connector. Uh, it it could be in a physical cluster A or a physical cluster B. Uh, like you wanted to give that notion of a serverless connector, right? Uh, so that was one of the most interesting challenges uh, that we had to solve for. Uh, so we kind of created APIs which are similar to the Apache Kafka APIs that's available uh, in the open world. Uh, but we also did not want to give control for uh, every single thing. Um, for example, like uh, in a typical on-prem connector world, you could go like restart specific tasks. But in a managed connector world, you should just think about the connector. You shouldn't really think about uh, fine-grained things like a task. Uh, today, we do ask you to specify the number of tasks when you configure a connector. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you got to be able to control the tasks. Uh, you got to be able to like monitor the connector on a high level and see if it's doing the right thing. Uh, that's all you should care about if you are paying somebody to get a connector managed. Uh, so we had to take all that pain on us. Um, so you got to get the observability right on things. Uh, you got to have a lot of self-healing in terms of like when 
tasks die, you got to figure out whether it's dying for uh, uh, some bad uh, bug or like bad uh, worker settings, or if it is just failing because like the configuration is stale. Like uh, for example, let's say somebody configures a S3 sync connector, and for some reason, if let's say the API key uh, access control is changed. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, like we do want to be able to provide that feedback back to the user uh, that your API key is invalid now. And that's the reason the task is not running. Uh, whereas if there's any other issue, the user shouldn't really worry why it has failed. It sh it's a managed connector. Uh, it should be handled by Confluent support or whatever. Exactly. So that's kind of continuing in the tradition of serverless Kafka. When when we say serverless Kafka, we mean we want to kind of minimize the or strip down the footprint that you see mm -hmm. to the barest essential thing that you need. Yes. Uh, in the case of Kafka, that's topics. Yes. That's not brokers. You don't need brokers. So you know how many nodes are in my Connect cluster? Well, you know, don't worry. Mm -hmm. uh, your Connect cluster. Will, we do ask you to set tasks, but. Um, We'll think about nodes. We'll think about scale. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll make the connector run. You're not using a cloud service so that you can just think about your infrastructure on EC2 instances. You yes. know, you want all that to go away. Yes, yes. I mean, there's a difference between deployment automation versus a completely managed service, right? Like, we want to be at a completely managed service where users just have to think about running the system and then they obviously want some metrics about the system itself because like, for example, as a connector, they want to know like how many messages am I moving? Uh, how am I doing with lag? Uh, so we do have to give those feedback back because like, for example, if they have to, let's say, scale the connector in terms of the number of tasks, uh, they should have some feedback about it. Um, so we do provide those kind of information back to the users. But that doesn't, that just means that they have to, uh, think about scaling the connector itself, but not the connect cluster. Exactly. Uh, there is the the question for Confluent Cloud user is what even is a connect cluster? I mean, there is one, but it's not something we manage as users. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, what is in uh, preview? What what are some connectors that are going to be coming up in preview or currently in preview? We talked about the three blob stores, but uh, what what is that, you know, something that's not a blob store? Uh, what's coming up? Okay. Uh, so pretty soon uh, we are going to have a BigQuery sync connector that's going to come out in preview. Uh, I think that's going to be super useful because BigQuery is widely used uh, in the analytics world. Uh, we see a lot of demand for it. And then we'll also have our first set of uh, source connectors that will come out uh, somewhere between now and uh, December uh, in preview. Um, we are thinking about uh, getting Postgres source, MySQL source, Oracle source, SQL Server source. Um, the initial source connectors that we release are going to be based out of uh, JDBC protocol, meaning like they're going to go talk to these tables directly. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so that's those are the four sources that we will release first. Uh, at some point, we also want to do CDC-based uh, sources for these databases, but that's not coming immediately. 
uh we also are going to get uh, a kinesis source and a google pubsub source uh, so these are some of the connectors that are going to uh come pretty soon uh in the next few months awesome what else are you excited about for the future of connect in the cloud um so for connect uh in the cloud uh at some point uh we want to make this experience really seamless and give as much feedback as possible to the user uh today if you look at it like if the metrics that we show them is just a point in time metric in terms of like the number of messages the lag and all of that uh we want to give some kind of time series information to them uh so we are actively doing some work around that uh so that's one thing and then uh we also uh actually are looking at uh getting all the connectors that we are building like we have about like 80 odd connectors that we have built today uh we want to ma- take as much as possible and get them all into cloud and then operationalize it uh that i think is going to be like super critical and uh, this is uh me being an engineer here at some point <laughs> that's, that's, at that's some why you're po- here at some point right like uh this is a really hard problem to solve at some point i really want you just not to even think about tasks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that that's a really hard problem to solve uh but i i think we'll get there but i just can't commit to a timeline there <laughs> what what is hard about that um so i think um with a sync connector uh it's relatively not that hard because with a sync connector you have some metrics about the lag from the kafka cluster uh it's super hard for a source connector uh for the source connector there's no good way to go look at the lag uh so that's a biggest challenging problem uh we thought about this we thought like why why not just do for sync and then we thought like it might be easier for the users to just configure tasks for both source and sync to start with uh and then uh, take go from there based on like feedback um so the real challenging thing is going to be in the source connectors unless we have some kind of like feedback loop or if we could figure out something in the framework uh that uh, will help us go find out like what the lag is uh that's going to be super challenging to solve and in general like uh, what are the things like as we operationalize uh, connect uh, the one thing that we will see is like we'll also be like contributing a lot back to like apache kafka in, in terms of framework improvements uh, because we will get to see them uh, for ourselves and then that will help us make the connect framework a lot better uh, i think uh, that's going to be exciting for everyone irrespective of if you're using cloud or not yeah just a uh, heavy use of connect in production yep because we're you know historically uh, kind of a a platform vendor you know so we'll yep. run tests and you know we'll know connect as engineers and integrate it with parts of confluent platform and blah 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 but that's not the same as running it yes. at scale in the cloud yes. uh in giant kubernetes clusters so yeah hopefully that will lead to improvements in the framework that yeah. of course the, will be go back to the project yes the feedback loop is just going to be much quicker with this excellent my guest today has been magesh nandakumar magesh thanks for being a part of streaming audio 
Thanks a lot, Tim. It was great uh, talking to you about uh, the connectors that we have in cloud. Uh, I just hope that uh, we get to talk a lot more about this sometime in future when we have more connectors. And there you have it. Hey, it's Kafka Summit time again, and you get another discount code for listening all the way to the end. Kafka Summit London is coming up on April 27th and 28th of 2020, and you can get 30% off your registration if you go to kafka-summit.org and use the discount code KSL20AUDIO during checkout. Just enter KSL20AUDIO while registering at kafka-summit.org, and that 30% off is all yours. I would love to see you there. And anyway, I hope this podcast was helpful to you. If you want to discuss the podcast or ask a question, you can reach out to me at at TLBerglund on Twitter. That's at T-L-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D. Or you can leave a comment on a YouTube video or reach out to us in community Slack. There's a Slack sign-up link in the show notes if you want to join that group. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. If you subscribe through iTunes, be sure to leave us a review there. That helps other people discover the podcast, which we think is a good thing. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you next time.